You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another awesome episode of Ask Drone You. My name is Paul. My name is Rob, and uh, super happy to be here with you, and very grateful that you're here with us. Hope you are having a great day, and uh, yeah, let's hop in. Definitely. we got a great question today uh, regarding business once again, and it comes to discussing the pricing of deliverables in mapping. Maybe I can talk long enough to uh, actually sustain a sentence on the show. Uh, anyway, I'm excited today. Um, just a, a quick breakdown. I think Rob is going to give us a quick heads up on, you know, pricing school, pricing basics of, of business school, but also going to ask the question about what, how does that equation change when one particular deliverable can be resold uh, over and over and over again? So I think it's uh, important to whew, always keep that in consideration. Um, I will also say if you want to see real world pricing of what other people are charging, what they're getting, you're not going to find that in today's podcast uh, because that type of information is not going to be given out for free. It's uh, obviously privileged information. Um, and if you come to our virtual mapping class, those are our classes that, well, they were in person and they're still in person, except that it's dedicated and you have time with us to get your questions answered, in-depth questions like this one today. So our sponsor for today's show is the virtual mapping classes. If you go to thedroneu.com and there's a new bar on the top, it shows you all of our virtual classes. If you want to learn about making that money when it comes to drone uh, mapping, then you're probably going to want to check out that class. Indeed. Uh, yes, my name is John Petty with JP3 Drone Services. I have a, a question. I'm just starting out first um, project and got a fellow that wants me to do some aerial shots of a couple acres that he's uh, got up for sale and has some investors coming in for a, a new project. And also wanted me to do a 3D uh, mapping of it. And then 27 days of uh, progression when they start to grade the property. And I'm just, I'm trying to do some research on on how much to charge. Uh, what, what should I charge per acre when you are doing aerial shots or charge per day when it comes to doing um, progression uh, in grading? Any help, I would appreciate it. Thank you, John. Appreciate the question. It's a good question. And uh, number one, congratulations on such a phenomenal opportunity, particularly as a new pilot with a new drone business, it sounds like. I think there are a lot of people that are going to be listening to this podcast thinking, oh my goodness, I wish I had that opportunity that John got. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, in the intro, one of the things Paul mentioned was that uh, we typically don't go into that kind of detail on pricing on the podcast. One of the reasons is there are so many variables. There are so many variables. Right. And so it's very difficult for us to be specific, but we can give you some ideas as we move along here. And honestly, even after all the work that we did last time, we answered this question about having like the quote unquote pricing table for deliverables and all that. I just think it fundamentally changes once you realize what I've realized, which is that you can do, you know, you can have a data set and you can resell it to 30, 40, 50 people. And 
And then you ask yourself, does that change the formula? Does that change um, the way that I should be going about things? And so really quick, let's take this back to the fundamental level. Um, First of all, congratulations, sir. Happy for you. Definitely mean it. Indeed. Now, if we talk about how I first looked at pricing, for me, it was like, how much does the equipment cost? How much money do I need to make in a year? How many jobs do I need to fulfill, right? And that was kind of when I was doing photo and video. It really didn't have anything to do with mapping, which is much more technical deliverables. People understand what they are. They understand how to work within them. It's a different paradigm. And so when we think about, you know, the paradigm of how to price your services, as many entrepreneurs want to price accurately, one lesson that I have learned, Rob, is that if you have enough technical skill, knowledge, and sales capability, aka confidence, that's all it comes down to, um, you could sell a deliverable for a hundred times more than your competitor if you knew what to say, how to say it, and what is going to resonate. Yeah. Um, and that always comes to dollarized value, right? If you mm-hmm. can explain the dollarized value to people, uh, then then they're going to get excited. But Rob, when it comes to, let's say we've got someone who's starting their, uh, their business, they're a DSP, they're kind of small potatoes, they just worked in construction, and now all they want to do is fly some construction sites. Mm-hmm. Typically, when we think about pricing construction or pricing theory, where would you start as someone who has... Well, I would call it all the right skills to do uh, <laughs> to do this type of counting. Yeah, you know, pricing, um, obviously there are a lot of different theories on, on how to go about it. There are so many variables as to um, what you create as your foundation for the pricing. And there are technical answers that we can find in textbooks that I haven't looked at in, well, let's just call it years. And so I just want to kind of think through this logically. Um, because I think you are on the right track with costs and Mm -hmm. what are things going to cost you that are going to go into you doing this job. Um, But before we even do that, let's back up a little bit and let's start out with something that we've talked about, I think even in the last podcast and certainly many prior to that, and that is confidence. Make sure that you believe in yourself. Make sure you don't go into this thing with pricing feeling like... I don't know, right? Because you're probably going to to fail. fail. Exactly. You're setting yourself up to fail. So let's just look at a few variables. Well, hold on. Before you go into the variables, let's hit that point because we need to hit it on an emotion level for people to really understand what the hell you're talking about, right? You're buying something at the store, right? Uh, We're in a mall and I'm one of those little vendors inside of the mall. And I'm trying to sell you something, right? And mm-hmm. let's say, let's say that it's like a hypoallergenic blanket, right? And <laughs> okay. I'm selling it to you, and I'm like, it's kind of a good blanket. I, I mean, it's a good blanket. Like we have one. It's a good blanket. You know what I mean? Like it's a very good blanket. It's fluffy. It's a great blanket. <laughs> you know? It's, well, if it's fluffy, and so yeah, with that kind of energy, I'm probably. Eh, you know, I, I think I'm okay. And so the, the vendor represents the drone service provider who doesn't have the confidence, doesn't understand their value, or isn't giving themselves credence, one of the few. Yep. Okay. So my point is, is that like, if the vendor doesn't understand the value of the product they're selling, no one's going to buy the product. Sorry, we talked about that last show. Just wanted to hit that example one more time. What are the variables, Rob? Well, it's apropos for this particular podcast to say it again. So, well, again, so let's talk about it. And, and you help me out here because uh, we definitely, when we're going to figure out pricing and and so forgive me for getting into the weeds because bean counters do that. But you're, probably for the best. you're going to have to understand what your costs are, right? 
Because yeah. here's what happens to a lot of business owners. Again, let me preface by saying this. A lot of new business owners, what they do is they start pricing things. They're excited to get a job. They're excited to have some revenue come in, but they've never actually evaluated how much they need to make to have their business remain a going concern. And so you've got this cash flow and you're feeling really good. So good. And then, <laughs> so good. And then you get to the end of whatever the time frame you want to talk about, call it six months, a year, whatever. And you realize how the heck, literally, I've had people ask this, how did I lose money? I bet you know people that have said that. And with that look on their face, they're perplexed. And that's because they didn't do the upfront work in figuring out how much cost actually goes into running a business, performing the services that you're going to perform. So that is absolutely number one. In our business class for Drone U members, there is, uh, and I've kept it very simple, but there's a break-even analysis there. If you don't want to do that, you can find them all over the internet, but a break-even analysis. And you want that because it's going to help you think about things that you wouldn't otherwise think about in terms of what it actually costs to have a business and run a business, right? So you need to do that. And then you just need to understand when those costs occur and what does that look like relative to the kind of revenue that you think you can make? And I know that's the question you're asking is what kind of revenue can I make? Um, let's see beyond that, you've got to then build in some element of profit. And if you're a new business owner, I think I would probably err on the side of some unknown expenses. So if there's something on there on a list of potential break-even items on the expense side, and you're thinking, yeah, that would never apply to me. Just don't move past that too quickly without really evaluating whether it may or may not apply to you. So you're going to build in some profit. I think you're also going to look at variables like, um, are there other drone pilots in the area that can do what I do? Because we know even to this day, even though the, the drone market has taken off in terms of drone service providers who are capable of doing what you're talking about doing, right? Depending on where you're at, there may not be very many of them that are capable of doing that. So there's value there. And you have to add something in for that. Um, if you're brand new and you're trying to break in, you might then go the other way with a little bit of a, a discount to try to get your foot in the door. In this case, you've actually already been asked to do it. So I probably wouldn't go that route. I probably would not include that in this particular scenario. But you're just adding those things up. And I know you want numbers and I'm sorry, we're probably not going to be able to give you numbers. But these are the kinds of things that you're going to need to th think about as you're coming up with the pricing. And in your particular case, you're really dealing with three different types of pricing. So I think what I would probably do, and tell me what you think about this, Paul, but what I would do is treat them individually and then figure out a way to package them on a per day rate or something for this particular scenario. How do you, well, yeah, this particular, okay, this particular scenario, I was going to ask a question, but I don't think it's relevant anymore. Um, but Because you're talking about three different things, right? He wanted some, if I remember right, some images of a couple of acres. Yep. And then he wanted the 3D model. Yes. And then we, he wanted the construction progress which was interesting, very specific, 27 days, <laughs> which I, that's great when you've got that kind of specific information, right? So that's something that you can work with. General rule, I think there are general rules around the country, say for the construction progress of what, a couple to a few hundred bucks a day yeah, to go out and do it? I mean, when we're talking basic progress, I would say that you can easily, even on drone base, get a hundred bucks for it. But most people I know are doing 250, 300, and that includes really f 
five photos progression, you yeah. know? And here's the thing with construction sites, it's clear that they want the photos, they want the videos, and they want the map. But don't overcomplicate it like Rob is saying. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I just kind of wanted to get your, your feelings on that. As far as a 3D model, it depends on how complex. Are they going to need measurements? I don't think he's asking about any of that. They just probably want something that looks good. But at the same time, See, it's never as simple as we want it to be, right? Because this brings us back to the conversation about mapping and accuracy. And do you have GCPs? Because you know, probably down the road, they're going to say, boy, I wish we could actually take some measurements. And you're going to say, hey, guess what? You can, <laughs> right? That's a good point. So you're going to want to think of those things up front as well. And so some of that you got to think about that might be an investment down the road or even better is you try to educate them on, you know, my guess is that even though you're not asking for this now, that once you realize this capability of what this drone can actually do and give you, you're going to want this or wish you had it. Let's talk about that. So then that's going to change your pricing. I would also just quick aside, mm -hmm. say it's always probably a good idea if you get a progression report job or you uh, and they're not doing mapping, I would still do mapping anyway because exactly. you can create a hyperlapse out of that. You can show them the data after the fact. Oh, so you're talking every one of the 27 days do a map. Why not? I yeah. mean, think yeah. about think about the date, how you could use that data to sell yourself, how you could use that data to sell them on a better deliverable, how you could create a moving time lapse, aka hyperlapse, right, with that point cloud data. There's just so much that you can do with it. And then, like, as I'm now a much more experienced entrepreneur, I wish I would have gone into every job with that. Like, you know what? Yeah. I should just collect every deliverable I could potentially need right now yep. because then I do two things. One, make the client think that it takes way longer than it actually does to do the job, which is what we want. And then number two, it also prepares me for the coming laws of human nature that I know are coming anyway, which is, you know, I've had that conversation hundreds of times where you educate them on the value. They still don't get it. They still don't do anything. And then two years later, they're like, hey, can you teach us about how to do volumetric measurements? And you're like, Yes, <laughs> you know, and you're like, I tried that two years ago, right? right? But you, but you can't say that to be right, right? You have no. to just say, hey, fantastic! I, I'm, I'm really happy that you realized the value, and uh, you know, I thought that that was the case, so I ended up mapping the whole thing anyway, and I would love to show you an example of how we could use this data. Imagine how that's going to look. So, number one, you have what they want, mm -hmm. and they don't, they didn't realize you had it, and number two, they're going to think wow, this guy really thinks ahead. Not only that, but you can now sell it at a premium. <laughs> yeah. We call this the a-ho fee. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know that they were a-hos, okay, but I well, know what you're saying. The, let's call it the LHN fee. Laws of human nature. Okay, fair, fair enough. We knew you were going to turn the corner. We <laughs> knew it was going to take two years. You're going to pay extra because you couldn't get this data anywhere else. It's that simple. <laughs> yeah, extra, whatever that is. Oh, they wouldn't even know it would be extra. I'd just say, I do have that data, and it's XYZ for that price. Yeah, because you're probably not going to say, you know what, but since you didn't ask two years ago, I'm charging you extra. Yeah, you that definitely not do not well. say that. that yeah, 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 don't well. say that. So talking about the first part, the two the two acres. <laughs> Only someone like me would be dumb enough to say something like that. All right. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Uh, not, too, <laughs> not dumb enough. Okay, Enthus we digress. Enthusiastic enough. <laughs> Anyways, the two acres really is not that big of an area. So I don't think you're going to charge by acre. That's no. going to sound really weird. You're just... A lot of people ask that too in the mapping class. And I'm just like, if I were to charge by acre, I'd be so screwed. Mm. Like so screwed, especially in 3D modeling, right? Yeah. Because the way I look at 3D modeling is square footage and complexity of the building. 
Yeah. You know? Right, which you might have to educate them on. Yeah, but you were saying, sorry, no, no, I no. once again sidelined you. No, no, no. It, it's it's a, a conversation. So anyways, what I was saying, because he had asked specifically, is charging by the acre uh, an option? For something like this, no, it's really not. You're going to go back to the original equation and figure out what you're going to be doing for them. If it's just v- images and it's going to take you whatever, an hour um, to be out there taking images. And then however long, if you're going to do your own editing, then you're going to price it accordingly. I, I hate to ask a stupid question. Whatever. But I got a stupid question. Is it stupid to just take the total cost of equipment and of like what it, what it's going to cost me to, and uh, hardware, software. Okay. So if I take the total cost of equipment, hardware and software, and then look at the comps of what other people are being charged and then divide that over a year, is that a way to do it? So meaning like if I know, if I know that I'm going to be doing mostly not drone mapping, but let's just say I want to do drone mapping. Okay. So I'm buying three grand in computer. I'm buying a drone, okay, 1500 bucks. I'm buying some arrow points because I like easy, simple. It's another five grand, okay? So we're up to 10. Let's just call it 10 for, for sake. Let's talk about consumables, right? Batteries, SD cards, cases, accessories. Let's just call it 13 grand, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, now we got to consider the cost of software. So PIX40, drone deploy, pretty much the same price now, different deliverables. So let's just call it... Um, Four grand a year for that. So now we're at 17,000 initially ish, 17 ish thousand. Yeah. And so let's say that, okay, I need to make $80,000 this year so I can support my family. Okay. So now we're at uh, $97,000. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can tell us I get math. Um, so that being said, if we're at 97K, is it? stupid and simple to just be like, okay, I need to make, I need to pull in a hundred grand with this equipment and this system. Is it erroneous to calculate that cost? Look at the comparables of what other people are making, which we have, we give them at the mapping class for different deliverables. Cause it does depend. Um, is it, is that overly simplistic? Because I think that if I were to look back as I started ride media, that's kind of how I did things. Well, and I, again, I'm I'm definitely not the CPA. Help me understand. <laughs> That's for sure. I'm not sure I'm understanding the punchline to that. So you do all that. Oh, no punchline. Just is it overly simplistic? Is to, to, to arrive at pricing that way? Yeah. Well, again, so I think it goes back to the way that I, I started, which is to talk about that process. Mm-hmm. Think about that process. Put that process down on paper, right? So presumably, we certainly coach and teach that people do their one pager first and make sure you understand your business, the nuts and bolts, how it's going to work, who your customers are, all that stuff. Business class, freedom members, check it out. Yeah. So you understand all that. And then you absolutely go through that process. Now, I do think it's simplistic, if not erroneous, to just take that. I mean, because somehow there has to be a translation between what that tells you and how you're going to still price a client for a particular service or product, right? So they can't be directly linked. That's kind of what I was trying to get to. Yeah, I don't think so. Now, you threw in essentially benchmarking what other people are charging. Yeah. And when you bring that into it, and then you kind of get a feel for what you think you can accomplish in terms of the kind of work that you can get, what you think you can charge for it, then you marry the two. Mm. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, you have to. I think if you don't, then you're um, you're kind of flying by the seat of your pants. 
So I think uh, it's a it's a great <laughs> that works for some people, believe it or not. <laughs> you know who it works for? Hi. <laughs> it works for it, it, it works for great salespeople who can make a lot of money. Huh. Right? Because ultimately it's think of it like a checking account. And okay, I'll just say this. For the first X period of my life, I was the bean counter and I reconciled my checkbook every single month to the penny. <sighs> I know that probably stresses you out. It did. And so I'm, I mean, I'm anxious right now. <laughs> but years and years ago, I kind of thought it just faded. I thought, why am I doing this? As long as I know I'm making enough money and I'm reasonably wise with it and I'm not overspending and plus checks went away. So you didn't have outstanding checks anymore. I haven't reconciled the bank account in a long, long time. Well, why is that? Because thankfully I don't worry. About, I don't have to worry about it right now. Mm. Um Mm-mm. It's the same kind Mm-mm. of thing. If you, but it, it's still not necessarily the right way. <laughs> Just because you can doesn't mean you should. So I don't know if we're giving John anything here <laughs> that he can actually use. But we have thrown out. If you're going to be taking some images, a couple acres, maybe a video, you're going to be doing the editing. I mean, you might charge what five hundred bucks for the day or something. That's reasonable. Yeah, like I said, I'm probably not going to give out prices during this podcast just because it depends, you know, there's so depend. many variables. And I also want to throw in on that point, that is a phenomenal question for the community of DroneU members because I we see this actually quite a bit. So I was just going community. to say a lot of the people who listen to this show are probably going to be like, but that's what we need is the comparables. Where do we get the comparables? Rob just gave you the answer. Yeah, because we do. We see this question and, and people help each other out in there and it's phenomenal and uh, have some really good ideas on what they charge and why. Oh, brilliant idea. I still haven't written the article on the survey results and everything. I've been like waiting mm. for that st- strategically. That's something that I can pull out of that survey that would be really helpful. Yeah give to members so well yeah it would be and and i also could put together some sort of a spreadsheet that does what you're talking about and people have asked and uh, i haven't done it yet so my apologies if you're one of those people well no no no, it's okay because i think that that's something that we should probably include in the props program so Mm. but we'll talk about that later rob i just want to say i've learned a lot from you pricing makes me uneasy it makes me insecure and it makes me lack confidence like probably many of you do. And it shouldn't because it's natural for those feelings to arrive. And the way that you crush those feelings is with information, the mm-hmm. comparables, understanding your worth. How much time is it really taking you to complete a workflow through and through, right? That's one of the things we didn't really talk about is when you're doing mapping, you, you know, maybe 10, 15, 20% of the time is actually used to fly. And if you're processing data yourselves, uh, you know, what is the downtime on that computer? There's so, gosh, there's so many rabbit holes too that uh, that you mentioned, like, you know, reconciling your checkbook and I don't need to reconcile anymore because there's no checks. Why does Wells Fargo and BOA still have a two or three day waiting period for when you charge something? Like that is a perfect example of a small thing that could really help society out but was ignored when moving and distributing from one older system to a newer system. And we know how it can happen when you look at something like Zelle, which is instantaneous. Man, you just hit the nail on the head. Also, don't forget Mark from, um, oh, what's his last name? Um, the Big Short. 
And he was just like, I don't understand how this financial system is working. We screw people over every single day by not telling them the current real time, how much money is in their accounts. We take advantage of people. He's talking about overdraft fees. And he's like, and I'm bringing this up to the guy who literally invented overdraft fees, who's making billions of dollars every year in overdraft fees, screwing over the poorest of the poor. And the guy didn't even blink. And that just like makes me think these are, this is the example of small things that as society, we have to be educated and say, look, this does not build our people up. This does not build each other up. This hurts everybody and only helps those at the ultra high super top, right? And at some point we've got to realize that in order to build a more educated society, we have to educate society. Okay. I went way too macro on that, but Hey, whatever. I, I, I have a purpose in life and I know what it is. So. Hey, it's good for all of us. But to isn't be. that a good point? Like, why I spent money Cabela's yesterday? Apple sent me a text message thirty seconds later of my real time balance. And Wells Fargo, you can't do that. Like, uh, okay. And I wonder why fintech banks are going nuts out right now. Anyway, no kidding. And they're going to continue to. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I just went like super, super deep down like three different industry rabbit holes. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Uh, it's just that in order to make educated decisions in life, you've got to be educated about lots of different stuff. And honestly, it's not overwhelming. It's a whole lot of fun. And that's how I view that's it because it's an adventure, you it know, is. you got to gamify it. You definitely do. And I just think about uh, when I was like six or seven years old and I was fascinated. This is my last rabbit trail. We'll close the show after this. <laughs> I was fascinated with my uncle because my dad was super smart, super rich. Everyone loved him. But at home, we all knew what was going on, right? We, we knew both sides of the story. And my uncle was the opposite. He was decently well-known. Uh, he had a name in his industry, which at the time was like heavy lifting. It was like forklift sales, mm. and he worked for a big tractor company. But at home, he was the coolest guy ever, right? He knew a lot about a lot of different things. And I remember being like, Uncle Lynn, like, how come you know so much about so many different things? And he's like, well, you'll hear all the time that people will say he's a jack of all trades, but a master of none. He's like, that's not true. If you spend enough time in practice, you'll be a master of many, not all, but many. Mm -hmm. And all, you'll also find it's a whole lot more fun in life to really learn about all these different things because you'll realize that life, there's so much more to life. And I've never forgotten that. And uh, un Uncle Lynn, uh, Lynn Cobb, one of the coolest people, uh, and actually his wife, Peggy, at a time when extreme severe family turbulence, I hadn't had a birthday party since I was like two and his wife gave me like the first birthday party I had at like seven or eight after that. Wow. And that's cool. Yeah. And I mean like a real birthday party. That stuff matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will never forget that. So awesome. anyway, my point is life is an adventure. Don't let yourself be impetuous. At the end of the day, you only lose. When it comes to pricing, think about that too. This is a matrix, right? This is an algo. This is an algorithm, right? What deliverable? How many clients? What are the costs involved? What's the value? Price point, okay? Don't forget dollarized value, right? Don't forget too that your value also has to make sense. So one of the things that the last thing I'll say about pricing, and I've had to do this here at DroneU, especially with you, Rob, is setting my MSRP 
and then my absolute minimum MSRP. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm like, okay, you guys can run promos, but if you can't break this price, <laughs> you can give DUE discounts, but you ain't breaking this price. Well, you have to do that because again, time, you know, your time is worth something. And uh, yeah, I mean, there there's times for some pro bono stuff, but majority no. Yeah. Majority no. Well, that was a lot of fun, Rob. Hope you guys didn't get lost in all of that because we probably had a little bit too much fun, but we hope you did find the information useful. Um, if you do come to the Drone U mapping class, we do actually give you real world examples of what people are charging. I even have like charts of what people give out to other clients. And I would just say that as someone who does a lot of 3D modeling myself and really 3D modeling, if you go to my Sketchfab page, it's pretty evident what I do. Um, for those of you at the state of California office of surveying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking to you. Um, I think it's actually, oh, come on guys, it literally come, come on. on first amendment rights, constitutional rights. Okay. Second of all, we're going to have a fun conversation. Hopefully you get what you want out of the situation. And I mean that. So, cause I know one way or another, I'm going to get exactly what I want. So, which is a system that actually builds people up and not, uh, is nefarious and everyone can see through it. So the one beautiful thing, Rob, is that this litigious system that we have in America is mostly state by state. It's when you have the, I don't know if I should say benefit because I've always seen it as a negative of understanding the federal system, thanks to what my parents do. And my dad actually hates and regrets his entire job. No. Yeah. I thought he did some good. I think he did a lot of good. But when you come to the point of it's not worth fighting the system because the juice is not worth the squeeze, doesn't that say a lot? Yeah, it so, does. Anyway. Well, do something you love so that you can not say that at the end. And do something that you think is actually going to help people, not just like constantly be like, ha ha, got you, because one day mm -hmm. you're going to be 80 years old and dying on the beach and some little kid is going to be like, ha ha, and runs away and you die. On that bombshell. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> all right, happier ending. Let's build each other up, right? In the end, we're all in this at the end, okay? And I will say that's what you will find at the Drone U community. That's what we have done very well. I cannot even re take, uh, well, I could take a little bit of credit, but I think the only people who deserve credit are is you and Tim and the Drone U elite and those who have been... Um, just, you know, really in there for the right reasons, yeah. not, not building up egos. No, no, no. There's a lot of fantastic people in there that deserve the credit. Um, but you do too, Paul, because you're in there a lot. But uh, Well, and I just want to say for all of those members who have been asking for us to do more, who have been asking us to do like, look, we need coaching. Look, we need this. Look, we need that. Rob and I are working on something right now where we're trying to create a system that we can coach and help these people because we've done it with thousands of others, help and coach these people at the level that they're asking for in a system that works for us. And that's the hard part is understanding the system. But I would say, look out for Rob and I to announce something new to say, okay, you guys are asking for help on this. It's not really drone related. We want to help you on this. And this is how we're going to try to help you. And if it, if it goes great, if not, Hey, Merry Christmas, you know? Yeah. If I, I think it will, if we just have the right perspective approach and, uh, sincerity in what we're doing. Once again, if you teach from experience, it's rather easy. That too. So on that right. bombshell, that happy bombshell. AskDroneU.com for your questions. Please them upload in. them, please. Later.
We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.